This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hi guys and welcome back to another new episode of Couch Talks. My name is Kat and if you're new, Couch Talks is the special bonus episode of You Need Therapy that comes out every Wednesday where I answer questions that you guys can send straight to me and you can send those to Catherine at youneedtherapypodcast.com and Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-R-Y-N. You might think that's the weird way to spell it. I think it's the right way to spell it. So, you know what's funny is uh, my name is Catherine Mary. And of course, my Catherine is spelled not the traditional way. And a lot of people get confused and they're like, is your name supposed to be, is it? Is this a typo? It's Mary Catherine. And I'm like, no, my mom and dad named me Catherine Mary because they wanted to call me by Catherine. They wanted to call me Catherine. And my dad said, well, if you call her Catherine, you have to name that her first name. It, you can't name her something and call her by her middle name, even though many people do that. I don't know. That was his rule. So they flip-flopped the name. So my name is Catherine Mary. And like, do you know any other Catherine Mary? No, because it's Mary Catherine. But it doesn't really matter because everybody calls me Cat now anyway. So I don't know why that felt like that was important to share with you guys today, but I did and I shared it. And so now we're going to move on. Um, we're going to move on with our quick reminder that this is not therapy, even though I'm a therapist answering some questions. That's really what this is, a therapist answering questions, but not therapy. And obviously, I'm a big supporter of of the thing. So if you want therapy, I encourage you, go out and find that if that's something that you have the resources to find. And also, if you are somebody who's looking for therapists and wants to go to therapy and has those resources, I like to remind you guys to refer back to the Uni Therapy Podcast Instagram account, Highlight Reel. On the top of it, where the highlights are, there is one that says find a therapist or something along those lines. And I did a, a couple slides that give some tips on finding therapists because I get that question a lot and that's an easy way to answer it. 
Okay, so now we do one question a week and they are anonymous questions. Well, they're not anonymous questions. Are they anonymous questions? They are questions that I keep uh, the sender anonymous from because, you know, sometimes people put really personal info in here and I uh, don't think it's necessary for people to know who sent it in. I mean, if you really wanted me to say who you were, I might consider it, but for the most part, it's a mystery. So let's get to our question today. Thank you for sending this one in. I thought it was really good. Kat, I love your show. And as the show continues, I can tell you are growing and I love seeing you on this journey, (laughs) which side note, this is me. I like loved reading that because not only am I growing as a human being through my life, hosting a podcast is weird and hard and I am learning my own things along the way through our guests and just through like this thing that people hear me on that I didn't never think anybody would listen to. So I appreciate that. And now back to your email. I have a few questions about relationships and anxious attachment. My marriage of 11 and a half years ended this summer and I think I'm ready to consider dating again. I know that my ex and I were stuck in the anxious avoidant trap. I've been putting in a ton of work, including reading therapy and educating myself on how to stop repeating unhealthy relationship patterns. My ultimate goal is to be an earned secure. That being said, I'm interested in dating someone who is avoidant, but also putting in the work to improve himself. Should I stay away from dating and avoidant because old habits are hard to break? Also, he knows I have an anxious attachment style, but isn't aware of the fact that I consciously hold back a bit so I don't repeat old patterns. Do I tell him that I am consciously working to have a healthy relationship with him? Okay, so I love this question. I love this email for so many reasons. Let's talk about it. So let's first talk about what this earned secure thing is that she's speaking of. If you are new to attachment, we have a whole episode with multiple episodes, the first episode ever. And then one of our most popular episodes is attachment 2.0. And that was in the probably first 10 episodes that we did. Gives a lot of info on attachment. Now, what is this earned secure thing that she's talking about? So with modern attachment, there are a couple main attachment styles, which of course, we talk about a lot on the podcast. You have secure and then you have these two main insecure types, anxious and avoidant. Now, for those of you who have identified or think that you've identified that you lean more on the insecure side of attachment, you don't have to panic because there's a thing called earned secure. Earned secure attachment is when you don't have an initial secure attachment style. You kind of create that on your own. You create and develop a more secure attachment style through allowing yourself to find safe and healthy adult relationships. Now, this doesn't have to be a romantic partner at all. In fact, most of the time it's it's not. Um, we can develop an earned secure attachment with friendships, with mentorships, and especially a therapeutic relationship. Now, an earned secure attachment is found by finding and creating and developing what is called a secure base. So a secure base is something that usually is modeled by a primary caregiver, but it's basically a human you can rely on, someone you can find a foundation with and relationally be messy and also know that they will always be there. As a therapist, I model that consistency for a lot of people. And I model that through showing up every week when I say I'm going to show up. I model that through like allowing somebody to tell me their messy, weird, strange, crazy parts of their story and and still committing to to stay in that therapeutic relationship with them. I model that by like not leaving or not repeating those old patterns and allowing it to be safe to show up. Now, it takes time. These things don't just happen overnight. It's not just like, oh, that's a therapist. She's my my secure base now. No, you develop a relationship in 
that's why I take such a relational approach to therapy because it takes time to create intimacy and a therapeutic relationship is an intimate relationship. And we don't just jump into feeling super comfortable with each other in the first five minutes. Sometimes it takes longer than others, but for somebody with an insecure attachment, that is what we are doing is we're, we're creating a space where you feel okay to come and be with me. And you might think I'm judging you and you might think I'm going to fire you and you might think X, Y, Z, but you get to think that and be nervous about that and then talk about that and see that the old story doesn't have to repeat. It's a very cool thing to be a part of. Very, very cool. Now, this person's asking if she should allow herself to date someone who has an avoidant attachment, but they're working on themselves, and if she feels like she should disclose how she feels inside. Really, really great questions. Now, historically, an avoidant and anxiously attached person are going to have a hard time developing a healthy relationship. And also, the level of healthy want in a relationship is up to you. So I can't really answer this completely, not just because that's how I roll on these episodes if you guys have got on, but because like it's relative. It's like what level of health and what do you want? That might be different than what I want or what I think is right. I find it really hard to point blank tell someone you shouldn't date that person or you should date that person or what whatever it is. Um, that should always be the person's choice. But I do think it would be beneficial to talk more about why you do want to date this person versus why you don't think you want to date them or why you think it might be a bad idea. Like I think it would be powerful for you to have that dialogue with another human being outside of the relationship or with yourself or just through a journaling prompt or something like that. Now, with any relationship, there's a risk. There's always risk. And to be honest, most people don't know their partner's attachment styles in the beginning. So you kind of have like a, I don't know, a head start. It's something that you figure out through dating and getting to know someone. And also some people with avoidant attachments can actually look very secure in the beginning because they can show up as very present and very engaged. And then when it becomes intimate and when it becomes something that actually does involve somebody needing somebody or somebody having expectations of somebody and getting close to somebody, that's when the, the shift really happens, when like the vulnerability pops up. And that's why I think it's important to say there's a huge difference in someone who's authentically working on themselves, someone that just says they're working on themselves, someone has no insight and someone who doesn't really know that they have any issues. And then somebody who ha knows that they have some stuff to work on, but is just like choosing not to. And it's hard to really know that about the other person, the only person that truly, 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 truly for 100% knows which one of ca those categories they lie in is the person themselves. And then we also need to look at the fact that even if someone has a secure attachment style, that doesn't mean everything's going to go the way you want it to. Again, there's always risk. There always is risk. Now, do insecure attachment styles make things more challenging? 100%. And there is an added risk that dating someone with an avoidant attachment style when you have an anxious one will provide you with more data to support your anxious attachment. It's kind of like food for the wound because our attachment wounds, like our anxious or if we're insecure, our insecure attachments come out of these attachment wounds. Now, what I mean by like the food for the wound, what I mean by that is if you have an anxious leaning attachment style, you are someone who has been given hope essentially and it's been stolen or taken away. So when you're in a relationship, there's often a tendency to run towards the relationship or partner and somewhat cling to them because you know that they can leave at any moment. 
There's not a settling point. We always are operating with this high vibration because we have to be ready for them to leave so we can like convince them to stay or just prepare for them to leave one or the other. There's a tendency to lean in a lot because in quotes, people always leave. Well, an avoidant is notorious for leaving. They're notorious for leaving before they can be left as well, before somebody can really see them and then leave them. Even though this doesn't look like an anxious tendency, it looks most of the time like they don't really care. It is done from an anxious, which is different from your anxious attachment, the feeling anxious from a fear of abandonment and rejection. And well, this is what I mean by it feeds the story of the anxious leaning person. I did everything I could and they still left. I'll never be good enough. Or maybe it's, I always mess things up and it feeds that wound because you have data to support your theory essentially or your story. So there's that. So I just want to say like, there's always risk and there's not a right and wrong answer. And this could work out. It might not work out. But I think that there's power in knowing what you're getting yourself into. Like, oh, I know that there's risk and I know there's an elevated risk. And I might still choose to, to stay in this just because I would like to see. That might come with some heartbreak. It might come with more data to support your wound. And it might not. Like we don't really know 100% for sure, especially if this person is genuinely working on themselves, this might be a great thing for both of you. We don't know. But what we can do is pay attention to ourselves and how we feel every step of the way. What I know about healthy relationships is there's one no rush. So you don't have to figure this out 100% right now. You can like lean in and kind of put your toes in and you don't have to jump into a full-fledged relationship. You can get to know this person and really see what happens when vulnerability shows up inside of this relationship, which kind of brings me to the other part of your question. Do I tell him I'm working on having a healthy relationship with him or not? And this is where I'm going to answer this a little differently because normally I don't ever just say yes or no, but like, yes, (laughs) communication in relationships is always a yes. When we can talk about our feelings and our experiences and our expectations, real intimacy is born and that's what we want. Now at the same time, is this scary? Yes. Does this also involve risk? Yes. A lot of risk. We're talking about a lot of risk today. This is the epitome of vulnerability, right? It is uncertain what will come of the conversations that you have with this person around your work and your development and and you and your relationship with this person. But it also creates a space for a deep and intimate relationship to be born. And it sounds like that's what you're looking for. Now, the thing is, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, I'm just trying to be realistic here, is someone with an avoidant attachment doesn't like feelings. Like, Ew, feelings are a lot. Like real feelings are suffocating and scary and vulnerability can be a turnoff and looked at as a weakness because how they've survived is not having to do that. They've survived by zipping up their emotions, zipping up their feelings. If I don't have feelings, then I don't have to present somebody with a need. And if I don't have to present somebody with a need, I can't get let down. I can't be told I'm too much. I can't be told somebody doesn't have time for me. I can't be told that somebody doesn't love me because one, nobody's really seen me. And two, I'm not asking for anything. So there is that part. However, If your relationship ends because you wanted to have a vulnerable conversation about how to create healthy communication and expectations, then I think that's probably a good thing. 
this person wouldn't be breaking up with you or ending this relationship because they don't like you. It would be because they don't want or they don't have the capacity to have the kind of relationship that you long for. And that is something that gets so confused. So, so, so confused. It's like, oh, I showed up with the fullness of me and I, I really leaned in and then they didn't want me anymore. No, 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 no. It's not that they didn't want you. It's that they didn't want the feelings that come with true connection and vulnerability. That felt like too much. That has nothing to do with who you are as a human. That has to do with their capacity for emotions. So I really want you guys to hear that part. So it's kind of a win-win here for you. You build intimacy or you break up because the person's incapable of or unwilling to build intimacy boom. Okay. Well, you don't want that relationship if it has to be like almost like dumbed down emotionally. So it's better for you to know. And what we also know is that, and we just did a podcast on this last week, healing heartbreak. Heartbreak is one of the hardest, most challenging things ever to get through. It sucks. It sucks so bad and it will not kill you. And risking it is what gets us the thing that we want and long for sometimes the most in our lives. So the risk and also the reward is great. So I hope that helps answer your question. I hope that gives you some food for thought to think about what you want to do and how you want to move forward. Again, there's no right or wrong answer for most of this. It's more along the lines of right or wrong answer for you and what you're looking for and what you have capacity for right now and where you are relationally and emotionally. So thanks for bringing that question. I always love to talk about uh, attachments. So, you know, I get super excited about these emails. Anyway, that kind of does it for us today. I hope you have the Wednesday or whatever day it is that you need to have. And I will be back talking to you guys on Monday morning. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.